think. What? You said sure. That doesn't mean hold on while I get ready. Uh, that means I'm not ready. Give me a second. I mean, it'll work out in the end. Yeah, I guess it did. You're the one who has to line this all up. So It's true. It's true. <laughs> I, I, do, I do do that. I do so do you that. Can, you can start recording whenever you want. All right. Well, um, I, I'm kind of tired today because I cast 11 hours of StarCraft over the weekend and then streamed four hours on my own Twitch channel. And that's pretty much my waking hours for Saturday and Sunday. Oof. You it, streamed a lot. Of it was a lot of a lot of sitting in this chair that I'm in right now, staring at a screen where StarCraft is happening. How do you feel about it? Like, um, it, it wasn't my best work. I'm not gonna lie. Mm. It was. I mean, it was really some great stuff. I just, I need to get more like non-Korean people over onto Africa. Because we were casting this stuff kind of when they're asleep, middle of the day-ish, over in our side of the world. So we were getting like 32 people watching. It was like QXC versus Puck. I mean, legends in StarCraft. Yes, not Koreans. Maybe not even like top Europeans. But as far as the North American scene goes, I think if people knew that QXC was playing Puck in a best of seven, they'd have been like, heck yes, let's go. But I just, Africa just doesn't have the reputation. It doesn't have the popularity. People who were there were like, yeah, my stream crashed again. It's like, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> so I really think people are just like, yeah, Africa. I don't want to deal with crashes. It's not a super user-friendly. It's way better over on Twitch. Sorry, guys. Twitch is where I live, you know? Yeah. I, I, I was watching that, and I'm thinking, man, I really don't have to deal with Africa's website. Because every time I have to, you know, log in but it doesn't like my password manager, right? And so every time I go to use it, it then redirects me to the sign-up page again for whatever reason. Brutal. Uh, yeah, and then every time, every time without fail, I have to resend the verification for my account, which is already verified from the previous time. Every and time you I, log in? Really? Every time. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Um, Incredible. And then... I was like, eh, I'm sorry, cups on. <laughs> yeah. No, okay, I didn't mention that part. The other part was Home Story Cup was happening, and that is a huge long event that takes the entire day for Saturday and Sunday. So basically Laughing Games organized the whole thing, and he was trying to time it to where we would start after Home Story Cup ended, but that did not mm -hmm. happen either on Saturday or Sunday. No. No. So, yeah, we're, like, tweeting out stuff and Facebook posting, and I guarantee anyone who saw it's like, well, yes, that's nice and all, but Home Story Cup, which is totally fair. <laughs> yes. 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 Do, you, do you want to watch Serral? Do you want to watch Tasia? I, I think I do. I think I'd like to watch those players. So mm -hmm. I totally understand. Yes, good. I'm glad you get it. Yeah. Anyway, it was still sad, though. There was. Okay, so um, a couple things. Last, time, last week we talked about the patch notes. Uh -huh. And I said, I think Cyclones will be good. A lot of people worry they're going to suck butt. And, but I said, I really feel like those people are wrong. And then I cast a ton of new patch StarCraft. And I was like, hey, Cyclones are pretty good. That The ground lock-on ability is really good early game. It can wipe out a Stalker in a PVT. It can do well, like just demolishing a Roach while you're kiting away from it. Cyclones are fast enough to do that. That mag lev upgrade that does 800 damage on a lock-on is so good against dealing against Tempest Harass, which is something I've seen quite a bit of. Mm. So, in short, I feel like the Cyclone is good. It's not overpowered, and it's not like you have to make them in every matchup, but they're good. They don't, they're not going to disappear from the meta at all at this point, I don't think. 
Right, right. I've seen some people not happy about it. Uh, Top being one of those people. Not happy about the cyclone change? Yeah, no. In fact... Like it's... He does think it sucks? Yeah, I posted the like Twitch clip of him. Oh, uh, I was very... I didn't. Yeah, yeah, I can find it again for you. Well, just tell me what it is, it's fine. Oh, it's him just yelling that the new cyclones are trash and never make them. I like Top, he's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a good streamer. Yeah. Uh, he's very, yeah. I mean, this he's was very loud about it. He is. This was pretty soon after the patch came out, right? Uh, I want to say it was like a couple days ago. So yeah. I mean, so, there's a difference between two days ago. Two days ago. Okay. So he'd had some time with it then, is what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, how about Home Story Cup? The stuff that you watch there, where Terrence making cyclones. Um. See, I, really, I, I, I was kind of more or less at work for all of it, except for the grand finals. Okay. Which was a ZBT. So, did Innovation make any Cyclone? <laughs> no, not that. Right. And the Cyclone yeah. isn't, wasn't all that big in TVZ before anyway, so... Hmm. I don't know. I still think if you're dealing with Tempest Harass early, like on certain maps especially, it's going to be pretty popular. A Cyclone that can get a lock-on and knock 800 HP off that Tempest that's been nerfed in HP is going to be incredibly valuable. Yeah, especially now that Marines literally can't catch up to Tempests. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is a problem. Uh, so anyway, so I feel vindicated. I feel vindicated that Cyclones are good. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad you feel good about your decisions. Excellent, excellent. My predictions and my analysis of StarCraft is top tier. And number two, the Battlecruiser. So I said the Battlecruiser being able to fire while moving is cute and all. It's nice, especially in early game. If you kind of rush a Battlecruiser, it's amazing to be able to chase units and shoot at them and amazing to be able to run away and shoot at your pursuers. Uh, I totally get that. To kind of float over a base and just constantly be firing the whole time, no matter what you're over, is great. Uh, but I said late game is going to be, eh, still has the problem where a bunch of Corruptors wipe them out, a bunch of Vikings, a bunch of Tempest, whatever, Void Rays. And then I cast QXC versus Bioice and QXC versus Caleb Arrakis, who are both GM level Zergs that are, you know, mm -hmm. not top, top tier Zergs in the United States and North America, but getting there and pretty darn impressive in their own right. And it he, twice... He had super late Terran compositions that heavily, heavily featured battlecruisers, and he won both games. Okay. So, basically, what he did, and, I mean, these are going to be posted on Laughing Games' YouTube channel. We'll put a link in the description, because you need to watch these, just to see kind of late-game battlecruiser technique that QXC was employing there. But, bottom line, he got a bunch of ravens, he got a bunch of battlecruisers, got some tanks for the ground, got some cyclones and some hellbats for the ground... And then when the Corruptors flew in to wipe out the Battlecruisers, he would just anti-armor them. And then the Battlecruisers would be trading pretty darn efficiently with them there, too. He'd do motto cannon Corruptors as they'd get close enough to get shot in the face, one-shotting those guys. And it was some pretty darn efficient trades. And then, even if a Corruptor Ball got a Battlecruiser down to low health, he'd just tactical jump out. Hmm. Right. Standard. So it takes... Yeah, standard tactical jump Battlecruiser era tactics there. Yeah, so I just, it, I thought it was really, really good. I mean, I thought it was some impressive stuff. The Corruptors are not trading nearly as well as I thought they were going to, at least in TVZ. And yeah, eventually it was a very, 
they were very long games. It was a very patient strategy, but eventually he was able to force the Zerg player to mine out and then just beat him. So, mm. and again, this is NA. This is NA hero stuff. This is QXC, who hasn't exactly, you know, made top eight WCS events recently. Um, and Caleb Arrakis and BioWise, who I like very much, but kind of the same story. Uh, but still, I, I just feel like there is some place for these guys uh, in in the late game for Terran, although I'm not as convinced on that one. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I like battle cruises because, you know, who doesn't like a giant capital ship? Right. Um, but I'm not convinced their ability to move while shooting is enough to really push them into the meta, like, like to be there consistently, because we kind of saw them every now and then uh, when players weren't afraid to drop a map, right? When they were already ahead, they might get there if it gets there, right? Yeah, but kind of Yamada's, Yeah, Yamada's been nerfed, the air-to-air, like, the laser cannon's been reduced in damage. So, it's... people. Are, I think people are still trying to work out where it fits. Right. Um... But I think with less damage, just being able to move while shoot, I don't think it's going to be huge anywhere. Yeah, I think you're right. And also, I did forget to mention there was one game QXC played against BioWise where BioWise successfully was able to neural parasite the battle cruisers, tactical jump them into enemy territory instead of away, and just wipe them out that way. Mm. So even if you couldn't kill them necessarily, they were stuck over a bunch of spore crawlers and they couldn't tactical jump out and they tried to like slow crawl their way home. Right. So I think that is something Biowise eventually started doing. He tried neural parasiting and just fighting with them, but then when the neural parasite wore off, or the infester got burned down, which is more likely than the, they just tactical jump out and they'd be fine. But yeah, mm. if you jump, if you use the jump while neural parasited, then the cooldown is still running when it gets back under Terran control, and then it's stuck over there and it's gonna die. So I just I kind of feel like better Zergs are gonna figure that one out. Um, or have already figured that one out, and it doesn't matter how you know. It doesn't matter how bad your corruptors are when they've been anti-armor missiled. Uh, they're still going to do pretty well against a battle cruiser that's trapped behind enemy lines. Oh yeah, they yeah. just trade that way. So yeah, did you have any thoughts on stuff you've watched recently regards to the the patch notes and the changes we've seen? Mm, no, not yet. Still forming opinions. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. We will we will watch that. Very non-committal. Somicron's going to refuse to have any opinions on this over the next <laughs> few weeks. And every time I ask him, he'll say, nah, haven't been bothered. Uh, uh, <laughs> maybe. Maybe that's what I'll do. It's entirely possible. <laughs> Stay tuned for non-committal Somicron. <laughs> Look, I, you're not the only one who's tired, okay? Oh, that's true. That is very yeah. true. Yep. All right. Well, in other gaming news, uh, Red Dead Online was announced kind of out of nowheresville today, and the beta is going to mm. roll out. It's already rolled out, basically, by the time you hear this. Yeah. Uh, and what do you mean out of nowheresville? We knew it was coming. Oh, did they talk about this beforehand? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Good. Yep. Well, excellent. I was not paying attention. I was just like, mm-hmm, Red Dead's really good. I'm enjoying a lot of clips about it. And then all of a sudden, they're like, hey, here's the thing. It's going to come out tomorrow. I mean, we knew it was coming. We didn't know it was coming tomorrow. Okay. So they did kind of announce the date very abruptly. I don't, yes. And it is the beta, quote-unquote, for the online. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not shipping. That'd be insane. They're like, it's, <laughs> it's available to buy tomorrow. Have fun. Mm, yeah. Yeah, that'd be nuts. Good call. Uh, so anyway, uh, it's um, hmm, it's really hard not to draw comparisons to Fallout 76 here, just because effectively, it is Fallout 76, just from a different company and a different setting. No, I mean the easier, the easier comparison is Grand Theft Auto 5, because it's exactly the same. It's the exact same developer and exactly what they did there, which is they had a single player game release, and then two weeks later they put out the multiplayer. That is an excellent point. I had not considered that at all. Probably mm. because I've played exactly three minutes of Grand Theft Auto V. Oh, fair enough. I've enjoyed about three minutes of Grand Theft Auto V. Okay. Uh, but I would not be surprised in like a month. Red Dead Redemption 2 is just microtransactions, shark cards like they have in GTA, where basically if you have money, you can troll the entire server and stuff like that. Yes. They just keep putting out new content for free, but it costs in-game money. And then what's easy, the best way to get in-game money is to pay for it with real-world money. Right, right, right. Yeah. And anytime you're in a multiplayer competitive environment where real money can come into play and affect it in real ways, you just kind of break the whole system. Yeah. Um, okay, so the probably the most... I don't even know if it's the most recent, but it's the most recent one in my mind. The Grand Theft Auto, you can set up... Uh, in the multiplayer, like, corporations, where you get to be the CEO and your friends can be, like, your henchmen and you can pay them wages for doing quests and, you know, you can get a bigger cut, but you also have to, like, supply them with weaponry. Give you a whole kind of roleplay feel to it. One of the parts of that is you can get an orbital satellite cannon. (laughs) Sounds good. Mm -hmm. But it costs money to fire, obviously. It costs, like, a million dollars in-game money which could take a while to grind or you could buy money and jump into an online server and fire it at anyone on the game and hit them for an instant kill (laughs) can you imagine if that was a thing in the world the us is just like well i mean it kind of is with uh with airstrikes and stuff with drones yeah it just seems more intense from a satellite Mm. well i i mean uh, at least, I, I guess, with drones, it's not open to the public. Like, I can't just put in my GPS, like, someone's GPS coordinates to, a, like, a website somewhere and get a drone strike on you. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I, I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, drone strike also implies some kind of collateral damage. Like, we're doing big explosions here. Whereas what I imagine mm. with the orbital strike is a laser comes down. It's about the width of a human. It just goes, zap. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen it, to be honest, but I assume it fires, like, some sort of explosive device. I mean, can you take down a... Like, if they're having a conversation with somebody, does it kill the other person, too, is what I'm wondering. I assume if, like, you're in a car, it'll explode the car. So, yeah, if they're, like... I mean, mean, to find conversation in a video game, because you just don't... Discord or whatever, you could be standing on opposite sides of the map having a conversation. No, I mean, just you're on the street and you see your buddy Gary, and you're like, hey, Gary, how's it going? And he comes over and you talk about the sports for a bit, right? Does Gary die too if you get zapped? Um, I don't know. To be honest, okay. I don't know because I just, I think it's I'd, a I'd lot more hilarious it. if it's incredibly precise and like you're just, Gary's just like, wait, what? Where? How? He just sees a bright light and then the guy's gone. He's like, did he get mm. abducted by aliens? And he looks down and there's a pile of ash. <laughs> Right, right. To right. be fair, uh, Grand, Theft, Grand Theft Auto has never shied away from using money to 
troll other players. From the moment the game launched, you could pay like $6,000, which isn't much, and a random NPC will run up to another character that you've designated, uh, attack them with a knife, and if they touch them, will steal any money they have on them and then run away. What? That's not even realistic. The knife part is. But like... It's just simulating a mugger. You can send muggers off to people and they have to like shoot them or stop them. But if you're in a car, the mugger will throw you out of the car. That'll count as taking your money and then drive away in your car as well. No, that's not how muggings work. They have to actually get your wallet or like force you to give it to them. They can't just be like, and now I have your money. Haha. <laughs> There'd be a lot more <laughs> muggers if that was true. Not, I never claimed it was realistic. I never claimed <laughs> orbital death satellites were realistic either. Well, orbital death satellites are more realistic than I touched you and now I have all of your money. We, people don't have orbital death satellites. But if I if I touch you with a knife, there's a good chance I can get your money afterwards. Well, sure, but you have to voluntarily give it up or kill me. Uh-huh. That's what I'm saying. They should have to kill you to get your cash or have you voluntarily they, give they, it they, up. They can kill you, yeah. Okay, great. I'm okay, fine. Okay. If that's what it is, then okay. But if it's just they touch, they play, they're playing a game of tag, where if you tag somebody, you get all their cash. That's stupid. they tag you with a knife. Yeah. Do you die? You can. Turn low health. Okay, but you're saying somebody. If I'm on the street and somebody tags me with a knife, stabs me, they don't automatically get my wallet. I have to give it to them, or they have to take it from me. You've clearly never bumped into a pickpocket before, have you? Well, pickpockets don't stab you. The good ones <laughs> they might don't. if the they get ones, caught. The good ones take your wallet without you even knowing that it's gone. Sure. <laughs> I mean, it might. In fairness, in fairness, if you stab someone, they'd probably be very distracted to the point where you could just take their wallet at that point. Hmm. But. I don't know. Fine. So your point is that Red Dead Redemption might not have incredibly realistic things happening considering Grand Theft Auto didn't really care about that. Yeah. Also, there's aliens in Red Dead Redemption, so... Okay. Sky's the limit. There's aliens, you say? Oh, yeah. Are you not aware of the aliens? Not... Like, I'm... Okay, you're saying aliens are in the game like they're a major plot point. Like, the oh, game pivots. No. Like, in the nope. third act, there's aliens come down, and the entire no. game switches from the, you know, the dying breed of the cowboy and the industrial revolution to aliens. I mean, cowboys and aliens, uh, that's a movie that does exist. <laughs> I, I, I hear it's terrible. <laughs> it was not great. And I okay. wanted to like it so much. Yeah. It, it it sounds exactly like the kind of thing I'd like, but it didn't look good. No, save save your dollar, whatever it is. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So I don't know. Actually, it does kind of. From what I've read here, it does seem like Red Dead Online is gonna be more realistic. Like I hear, I just see stuff about sitting around a campfire with your buddies, and, you know, enemy gangs attacking their hideouts, hunting for treasure. Um, mm. Other open world type stuff, but I don't see anything in here about lasers. So, mm. <laughs> I mean, okay, so maybe it is a bit more Fallout seventy six with the like the idea is you have to work together, but this is people, this is Rockstar, and I don't think they're going to work together. I think it's going to be a lot of killing each other on site because <laughs> that's more fun. Exactly. 
And as long as there will be online competitive anything available, people will make it their life's mission to make other people want to quit the game. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I mean, I don't have a PlayStation 4. I eventually mm -hmm. plan on getting one. I'll probably get Red Dead Redemption 2. Mm-hmm. And Spider-Man and The Last of Us 2, because there are now three games I'd like to play on the PlayStation 4, so good job, Sony. <laughs> three whole games? Wow. Three whole games. That's amazing. It is. It's pretty good. Yep. So, let's see. Anything else about this thing? No, that's pretty much it. I think when you said it's basically Grand Theft Auto Online, it really clicked for me. It's like, ah, right, of course, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. My brain was struggling to classify it. Who even needs a variety? I can sum up their entire article in a sentence. Yeah, I'll notice they never made that comparison. Yeah. Come on, I mean, I Brian. Be, I, oh, is it Brian? His name's Brian. Oh, yeah, Brian. Yeah, Brian. I, I'm not even going to try and pronounce that last name. It Me neither. Yeah, maybe I should become a video games journalist. Maybe. Yeah, I think maybe. you do a pretty good job. I don't. <laughs> oh. Did you see, going back to Home Story Cup, did you see any of the clips that came out about Cyril? Like, of Cyril, not about him, of him, that are there. He was actually smiling and having fun and looking like a real live boy. Yeah, he was much less of a robot. Yeah, yeah. And he has an he... actual signature now. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> he actually locked himself in a room for like 10 minutes and was like, alright, let's do this thing. Yep. It's, it's yep. so much better. I just... it. I just thinking about that old signature makes me very sad. That's all. <laughs> yeah, I think it still needs a little like refinement. But I mean, the picture that we saw, he was riding on the bottom, like the back of a chair. So maybe yeah, yeah. it's just awkward, but I think you'll get that. I think it'll yeah. look good. It's not incredible, but it's passable and basically non-noticeable at this point, which is perfect. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if honestly, with a professional athlete signature, it just needs to be in the area where you look at it and don't say, wow, that sucks. As long as you're not thinking that, that's a success, in my opinion. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So congratulations to Cyril. You are absolutely owning everybody in the StarCraft world. You are unstoppable and really terrifying. <laughs> I'm glad you've learned how to smile and talk to people as a human being and that you have updated your signature. It really seems like you're rounding into an incredible human being. You know what I think helped, about, uh, like, make him look more like a real life boy, a real life human. Did they put is him that... next to an actual robot. Yeah, they put him next to innovation. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That, that'll that, do yep, it. That comparison, that'll do it for anybody, really. It's like you could put innovation next to Glados, and I'd still be asking her out for tea. Yeah, well, Glados has a personality. Glados is amazing, even when she's a potato. Especially when she's a potato. But she's still explicitly a robot. Yes. <laughs> but what do we say, robot? We don't mean literally gears and batteries and stuff. We mean personality. <laughs> yeah. And GLaDOS has yeah. a personality. I'm just saying, if you're trying to say something that doesn't have a personality, GLaDOS is not a good not a good thing. All right, okay, okay, fine. Um, Terminator. How about that? Yeah, that's an excellent comparison. I like it. Okay, there we go. So that that's, that makes so much more sense. Innovation, mm. man. That guy. Yeah. Well, what's okay? So the other thing is, what the heck is he doing? Taking three games off of Serral? Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, innovation, surprisingly, still a very good player. Well, but in uh, where did we? Uh, Korean Korean qualifiers for WESG. Innovation went mm. up against uh, Dark and got absolutely thrashed. 
by Dark. Like 3-0? Okay. 3-0. 3-0. And it didn't even look competitive. Innovation was like, couldn't he couldn't find areas to harass. He couldn't get any damage done. He just basically... Dark was able to do whatever he wanted. And that was the whole series. It was amazing. Hmm. Was this... WASG qualifies played on the old patch? Uh, it was. Mm-hmm. So okay, maybe it's, it's a patch tearing thing. Yeah, well... Uh, I... <laughs> <laughs> It feels wrong calling innovation a patch Terran, but what I was going to say is Home Story Cup was played on the new patch, and yes. the test has been out for a while. Maybe he was like, okay, I didn't qualify for BlizzCon, I can just practice on this. Maybe. Mm. And so then when he had to go back to the old patch for the WASG qualifiers, he wasn't looking as good. Yeah, very possible. Yeah. Also, a lot of Terran representation, man. A lot more than I was expecting in that bracket. Again, I haven't watched a lot of it, but... As I pulled up the bracket and took a look, we've got, I mean, that Hero Marine, Fantasy, Bunny, Innovation. I mean, that's four four Terrans um, through that loser's round. And then Hero Marine, Bunny, and the winner's round, uh, three Terrans among the eight spots there, too. So Is this WSG? Oh, no, no, no. This Bring... is uh, Home Story Cup. Oh, okay. Sorry, I was talking about Home Story Cup and the Terran representation. Yeah, okay. That makes more sense. I mean... In fairness, both the quarterfinal and the final, uh, no, the the quarterfinal and the semifinal was all sorts of Zerg. So, yes, mm. it's a fair thing, but I don't know. A lot yeah. more Terran than I was expecting. I kind of feel like some of these changes are pretty good for Terran. Maybe side yeah, the Widowmines really help. That's the weirdest thing. Everybody's like, holy crap, Widowmines can be permacloaked, as though this wasn't the case for years. <laughs> Without yeah, the just... upgrade. <laughs> right? Yeah, yes, yes. It it used to be like that, but now it's back. It's back, and it's worse, because you have to get an upgrade to get them. You could just straight up Widowmind drop someone in the early game back in the day, and if they didn't have detection, they died. You could get it done so fast. Protoss <laughs> were just at the mercy of that. Okay, this is also combined with drilling cores, so it burrows and unburrows faster. True. Right? True. Which a lot of players would have usually skipped when it was permanently cloaked. Drilling Claws was good, um, but hardly anybody ever got it. That's true. So the Widowmine feels like it would play a lot different to a lot of new people who never used to get that upgrade. Because it's right. in and out of the ground faster. And it's permanently cloaked again. Yep. So it's good. And you've had, and you've had now uh, a year, a little bit longer, where it didn't stay cloaked. So players have gotten used to not getting detection for them yeah so players so a lot of players have now just been trained to not worry about widow mines and now they're better again yeah i did see a clip who was it there was a really good protoss i think it was partying or someone who was playing against a terran and these widow mines just got burrowed as part of a battle outside of his front door and he mm. walks over and like chases away the terran army and just doesn't bother to look for the widow mines like mm. It was just like, well, if there were any there, they fired and I cleaned them up because obviously they're not cloaked anymore. And then he was wandering back over and lost like three immortals to them because he <laughs> forgot that they could be permacloaked. That it was amazing. Yeah. 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 So I yep. So I guess peop I mean, it seems weird to me that a professional StarCraft player would have to be like, wait, they can be permanently cloaked? This this will take me several days to assimilate this information. Uh 
Okay, I don't, I don't know if it's just the cloaking. I think it's the timing of the cloaking that they now have to work out. Because there was no timing on drilling claws before this. It's like you never worried about a drilling claws timing attack. Yeah. But now you do. Now you yep. do. Which just also happens to bundle cloak. Yeah, I don't know. I hate Widow Mines. I hated them, especially back when they were permacloaked all the time. It's just, mm. you deal with uh, ZVT, you'd be attacking the Terran player, they'd just be off your creep. If you went to go to try to surround them, they'd pull back, or the Widow Mines would wreck your stuff. It was just, it was hard to pick them off because then the Marines would come forward and kill your Zerglings. It was a very, it was a dance I didn't enjoy very much. Right. And I was glad when they went away, but now they're back. So hooray. <laughs> for more of that. But yeah, we're definitely seeing a lot more Wood of Mines in all matchups. Definitely going to see them for a while. Also, new Disruptor. Well, new old Disruptor. New old Disruptor, yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, Puck really seemed like he was having a wonderful time with the old Disruptor, <laughs> man. Yeah, he was I've, I've so seen, happy. Yeah, I've seen Pig having fun with it. So Yeah, and I bet M. Canning just, like, cries himself to sleep every night out of sheer joy. Mm. I got to play another day with... With the disruptors, how I like them. Yeah, I mean, it's really sh feels like it sounds like it should be a small thing. You know, the purification nova just detonates after two seconds instead of when it comes in contact with an enemy unit in the center. And mm. it's like, well, no, it's actually everything. It's so good because mm. you can't react to it. It's all entirely splitting at this point. I think we talked about this last week, but mm -hmm. it's hard to deal with. Yeah. Terran, especially until they get liberators, which can kind of hold them back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was also going to make the point that. The, one of the reasons why it probably feels so much better is when you only contact, when when it detonates on contact, the ball moves in, and the first thing it hits is in the front half of the the nova, which is a sphere. So that's literally always going to be half the sphere getting no damage. Yes, exactly. Because this, even if they don't, if if they've got like it's just a giant ball of marines, it'll still only whatever's in the front half, and now you get the full sphere, sir. So. It's literally doubling the effect purification nervous no matter what. Yep. Doubling is pretty good. Yeah. It's hard mm. it's hard not to double the damage output of any unit and not have it be popular. Yeah. Actually, we were talking about that on stream yesterday, me and Laughing Games, where the uh the Maglev upgrade doubles the damage done by uh by lock on. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we were wondering what other upgrades double the damage output of anything. And mm. Indirectly, I think you're right. The disruptor changes one. Mm -hmm. uh, we were wondering about stim. Okay. Like, how much does stim increase the damage output for a marine? Hmm, that's a good question. Let's find out. The best part of the podcast: we Google things on air. Stim yeah. increases movement speed and firing rate by fifty percent. So yeah, it doesn't the, double yeah. it. It's another half again. It's really great, but it's not even close to doubling. No. Yeah. So yeah, so not mm. many things is what I'm saying. Not many upgrades will double the damage output of any particular ability or attack. I mean, Magfield's probably the only one that I can think of that. Yeah, so it's a really good upgrade is what I'm saying. I mean, towards the end of the little tournament that I was casting, it seemed like every Terran we looked at was getting that upgrade really early, like as mm. fast as they could, and then just doing as much damage with this incredible Cyclone ability as possible. Well, I mean, Cyclones previously would fall off in their use pretty quickly yep so if you don't if you can't use them in the late game there's no point getting the upgrade in the late game because you're not using them yep so if you're going to use it you have to get the upgrade early that's the thing but at the same time 14 seconds two cyclones will kill a command center right 
Yeah, I remember us talking about that. Even if it lifts. Yeah, yeah, it can't hide. <laughs> yeah, it, it. I'm I'm half tempted to start to get you know go back to Terran and just do cyclone drops, two cyclones yep. at every base, and just See pick off work. pick off nexuses and hatcheries and stuff. Well, I don't know how many hit points a hatchery has, but a nexus has about one thousand HP, one thousand shields. So you would actually need three for a nexus. That's true. Yeah. Hatchery has. Um, fifteen hundred life. Okay, so, so two yep. would still do it. That'll do. Actually, no, I'm curious. How about Lair? Lair has two thousand HP. So mm. you have to get the hatch. It can't be a Lair if you want two cyclones. Mm. Yeah. And then Hive has twenty five hundred. Okay. So you'd actually need four for that. Yep. Makes sense. Okay. Yeah. The things we learn on this podcast, you and me. In other video game news, unless there's something else you wanted to cover as relating to the StarCraft patch. No, not really. All right. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate was leaked online weeks before its scheduled December 7th release. Yeah. It's interesting. So, does this happen to Nintendo? I don't recall this happening to Nintendo. Yes, for PC gaming. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But how does this even happen with a Switch game? I don't understand. Uh, I assume a retailer just ripped it and then put it online because they get the copies in early got it sitting in their back room somewhere yeah and, uh, that that would be my guess man that i didn't realize they sent them that early i mean basically uh, the cutscenes and gameplay videos started showing up on youtube over thanksgiving so that was even a, like a week ago now a few days ago yeah yeah uh the other thing it could be like uh nintendo sent them to people it does its pr with Right? It's like, yeah. hey, here's some like friends and family access codes, some control C, control V to the internet. <laughs> that, <laughs> yes. That's, that's, that's how it. copying codes works, right? Mm-hmm. Totally is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I guess. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, and then they do send out copies to game reviewers as well so they can have time to play it before they post their review. It's true. Yeah. That said, well, most, though, of it, most game reviewers are like, I spent three hours with this and here's my thoughts. It's like, dude, it takes like 57 hours to complete this game. Why, why do um, I care about your three-hour opinion? And most, like, journalists will have an NDA, and it's like, you cannot... Like, the, uh... It's not strictly an NDA. It's I can't remember what it's called. Embargo, right? It'll be, like, you know, two days before the release, and so that every reviewer can get their uh, review out at the same time, because if Kotaku has their release, like, their review up two weeks before everyone else does... Yep. Everyone will just read that, and then no one else gets any views. So, right. if while it could have still been a journalist who put the the game out there, I don't think they're going to be like. Also, here's my review and my name attached. Yeah, you know, I yeah. do. Fair enough. So, what I love about Nintendo is to this sentence where it says uh, Nintendo. There it is. Nintendo filed copyright claims against most of them, but at the time of writing, Variety managed to find at least one video containing every cutscene from the game. It's a uh, single-player campaign. Yeah, as Nintendo tries so hard to shut down stuff that they could, don't want out there, but man, it's 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 impossible, guys. It's not going to happen. The thing that I hate about Nintendo is you could take that sentence and you still like this article could come out three weeks after the game's out and Nintendo will still be trying to take those videos down for having the cutscenes. Yeah. Yep. They yeah. will. Don't like those guys. 
I mean, that mm-hmm. said, I do watch somebody fairly frequently who does Super Mario Maker uh, mm-hmm. runs, and he puts them on YouTube. Yeah. And and as near as I can tell, he, I don't know, he doesn't ever complain yeah. about having to deal with copyright claims. No, because it's the Nintendo Partners program, if that's what it's called. I can't remember. There's basically two deals you can sign with Nintendo. One is your channel will sometimes make Nintendo content. And when your ad revenue comes in, YouTube takes its 45, uh, 40%, 45%. Yeah. So you get 55%. Nintendo will then take an additional 30% of what's left. So oh. you will only get 25%. Or... <laughs> Or your content, your channel will only make Nintendo content in which Nintendo will only take 15. Jeez. Uh, hmm, yeah. Nintendo, you make incredible games, but boy, howdy, do you not understand how game culture works? Mm-hmm. I mean, Nintendo as a company still considers itself to be a toy manufacturing company. Yeah, makes sense. That explains a lot of their decision making. Mm-hmm. It explains why they'll sell you a DS without a charging cable. Right. Face palm sound. Yeah. Or how for the longest time they refused to have any online accounts that would tie digital downloads to. So if you bought a game digitally and then lost your console, you would have to buy the games again. Yep. Sounds about right for them. Man, not a huge fan of Nintendo. No, not at all. Well, and the dumb thing is, too, they don't understand. They don't get how this works. Monty Python, for years and years and years, filed copyright claims against anyone who put their stuff on the internet, YouTube or Justin TV or whatever it was back in the day. And then yeah. I don't know what happened. Somebody really intimately involved with Monty Python was like, hey, you know what? Let's put it out there. People will be exposed to it and they'll actually buy the stuff legally. And it's true. Mm-hmm. They basically put all their stuff on YouTube and sales of their DVDs and Blu-rays went up like 800% that next For year. For sure. Yeah. yeah. It's exposure. And it's not... It's That's... Yep. It's because... Like, as someone who wasn't going to buy anyway doesn't care right because they weren't gonna buy it's not a lost sale if they just watch it on youtube right Right. uh it's also something that i think iron maiden did with music instead of trying to fight uh you know uh, napster and all that and being like putting up mp3s for free they just looked at where their uh mp3s were being downloaded the most and put up shows there right because those people weren't paying for the cds but they can't not they can't get into a show and not pay for the ticket there. Exactly. So so they went out there and had massively successful shows because fans they, they had fans there and that was something that they were willing to purchase. They you just used that data in a different way. Yeah, it's, it's brilliant. so smart. Yeah. Exactly. So so smart. It's just the thing that makes me want to buy Red Dead Redemption and wants me to make or makes me want to buy Spider-Man is not the reviews at Kotaku. And it's not the billboards, and it's not the ads on YouTube for it and on TV. It's the people posting little gifts of stuff on Reddit and little mm. YouTube compilations of funny moments and really incredible stuff from the game. That doesn't yeah. make me feel like, oh, I've already experienced this game. I don't need to buy it. It makes me want to buy it to experience it for myself. Yeah. <laughs> My voice cracks. I'm so excited about this. <laughs> yeah so i just more people need to understand this and i think maybe at some point they will it's again it's not i'm not asking them to do it out of the goodness of their own heart do it out of a sense of like financial gain this helps you so much in the long run i think a lot of uh western developers at least understand the symbiotic relationship that 
games media and like twitch streamers and stuff can have with their games it's like yeah they're putting out content from your game but that in turn can generate sales yeah add positive pr for it at the very least yep yeah i mean one of the things that made me want to get fallout uh the numbers are hard oh not even fallout god far cry thank you i was like why are the numbers making sense because it's not fallout you idiot uh (laughs) make me get the fallout series was youtube videos was people posting like check out this cool thing i did or here's me playing through what (laughs) you were like i'm an idiot it's not fallout anyway the thing that made me want to get the fallouts (laughs) you immediately still use the wrong name (laughs) well you know what i meant yeah it's fine Right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I just, just thought it was funny, that's all. No, that's entirely fair. Ugh. So, yeah, so what it made me want, maybe want to buy it and experience it were other people's playthroughs and Let's Play series, and I'm sure it's the same for a lot of people. So. Yeah. Yep, yep. yep. Like, I'm, I'm planning on playing through the Warcraft 3 Reforged game on Twitch when that comes out, and I imagine a lot of people who will see it will be like, oh, this looks fun, I want to play. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe, because it's good. Warcraft 3 is just good. Fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. I mean, actually, I think if you're a, a Twitch partner, you can actually, like, when someone is watching you play a game, they can actually buy the game through Twitch. Yep. And you get a cut of that. That's very true. Yeah. Working on it. Mm-hmm. Working on it. I actually have all the metrics they need, except for I need, like, an average of 70 viewers per stream. Hmm. So okay. we're pretty far away from that part, but the rest of it I'm doing great on. <laughs> just uh, don't tell anyone at Afrika, but then just also stream the Afrika world to Twitch. That'll do it. Oh. That, hmm. All right. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> that might burn every every bridge you have with Afrika. But well, the weird thing about Afrika is they don't care about view count. No, uh, like, they don't what? care if they have... A thousand people watching or 13? Really? Really. It's the weirdest thing. I think they're just trying to get content at this stage of their development. They're just trying to be like, we just need to have stuff. Who cares if people are watching? We need to be able to say we have this much, this many hours of StarCraft content and this much of this stuff. And as long as we can say Mm. that and sell ad revenue and promote ourselves to new customers, that's all we need. But you can't sell ad revenue to no viewers right but i mean just be able to say hey check it out we're we have a wide variety of games and other programming content out here we're not just doing one single thing i think Mm, is important right not that you can sell the ad revenue for a ton for something that doesn't get any views but i think people do want to advertise on a platform that's not just one thing right okay well i mean here's the thing if that's if if they're just asked to say hey look we have stuff on this platform (laughs) you are asking to put that stuff on other platforms is not going to go down well regardless right very true (sighs) i didn't negotiate my rate of pay with them though that uh i did get paid for casting the africa world 26 from those 11 hours but i don't feel like it was necessarily fair so we will we'll make that happen anyway yep africa good stuff uh the twitch channel's going fine i'm happy with it ketrock mm-hmm. hosted me or he raided me on sunday and i got a bunch of new um followers from that ketrock's a cool dude yeah i like ketrock i asked him his thoughts about the new raven 
because they, uh-huh. again, removed all damage from the anti-armor missile. And he said, it's fine. He said, I'm still mm-hmm. rolling with it. I'm enjoying incorporating the Widowmine changes into my builds. So oh, yeah. It's not just Raven, but apparently it's Mass Raven with Widowmine, which I think I'd be interested in checking that out. I need to watch some mm-hmm. of his stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he says compared to the nerf they had a while ago, or I think they did they straight up get rid of the the missile in general. Um, I think they took away the missile, but that was still when there was no tart as well. It was the the healing one. Yeah, like they totally got yeah. rid of it, and I think that actually stopped Ketrock from doing the Mass Raven thing. But yeah, uh, anything else? He's been he's been chugging along. He likes those ravens. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I've been playing. Uh, the new Pokemon game, Pokemon Let's Go. Oh, you have uh, been? Eevee. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I bought it, and it came with a little Pokeball, right? Oh, uh-huh. This thing fits in the palm of my hand, and it has two buttons on it. Like, one where the button of the Pokeball is, and one that's, like, at the top of the red bit. Like... Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. So I pushed the middle one, and it lights up. I'm like, oh, that's cool. It lights up. And then I realized the little circle at the like in the middle of the equator of the Pokeball, is a thumbstick, and this connects to the Switch and is a controller. You can play the game with this. Wait, what? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It gets better because you can put it on your hand, and when you're playing with it... So, have you played a lot of Pokemon? You've got three kids. You grew up Mm, in the 90s-ish. Nope. I was too old for the Pokemons growing up. Okay. So, but you you understand that it's like random encounters. You collect Pokemon by throwing Pokeballs after beating them in combat, and yeah, then you have the Pokemon. Stay right? out of the tall grass, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So, no longer are Pokemon random encounters in the tall grass. Ooh. You just see them on the overworld, like they're just running around. And if you want to fight them, you you can't. You just walk up to them, and then you go and try and catch them instantly. So, like Pokemon Go. Right. It's exactly like Pokemon Go. Yeah. You can only battle against other trainers. Hmm. And so this little ball thing also comes with a finger clip. So you put the, like, the the don't throw it into a TV strap around your hand. You tighten it up. And then you put the finger ring on. And it, you can throw it, like, a tiny, like, I don't know, two inches. <laughs> and when you, you're, you're playing the game and you run into a Pokemon, you can throw the Pokeball at them to try and catch them. That sounds incredibly inaccurate, like really hard to track. It feels really tedious. Yeah, or that. So, so I, I, I immediately stopped using it. <laughs> I imagine your experience is not unique. Yeah. Other than that, um, I'm kind of enjoying the game. I don't really like not fighting to level up and stuff, because your Pokemon just get experience by catching more Pokemon. <laughs> so it's like, oh, okay, uh, I caught three Pidgeys in my... Pikachu evolved. Oh, my Pikachu, my Charizard. Nice. Chalmade up. Pokemon. Oh, and also, because I got the Eevee, I didn't get the Pikachu. I got the Eevee edition. Uh, you can just find, like, three random people who will give you the, the proper starters. Like the Squirtle, the uh, Bulbasaur, and the Charmander. But the Charmander guy's like, I feel really bad. My, Char- my Charmander is not getting any stronger. Do you want it? <laughs> and then he goes... You, oh, you haven't caught 50 Pokemon. Come back, because even I've caught more than that. You, you've caught Pokemon. He should be leveling up. What the hell's going on? <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to do anything different. He's just like, here you go, have it. After you, you catch 50 Pidgeys. Wow. That's, it's, that's it's a not, lot of Pidgey. It's not even unique Pokemon. You just have to catch 50. Hmm. That doesn't yeah. sound very fun. 
So mixed review. Yeah, fair. Uh, and that's that's why I should not be a video games journalist. Because you'd give mixed reviews. No, because it's not exactly a polished review. It's not concise. Well, no, nobody starts with a polished review. You review it and then you polish it. It's a process. Sure. Anyway. Anyway, yeah, I've kind of heard similar opinions. Some people like it a lot for what it is. Other people feel like it could be more. Kind of miss mm. miss the other the other RPG elements and the battling elements um, just out mm. in the world. So I get it. Yeah. It'll also connect to your phone and regular Pokemon Go, and you can switch Pokemon between them. So if you wanted to, you could start with like a max-leveled Pokemon. They incorporated trading between Pokemon Go and Pokemon Let's Go before they incorporated trading between Pokemon Go and Pokemon Go. Can you still not do that in Pokemon Go? No, of course not. It's only but people have been asking for it for years now. Uh, okay, I years. mean, do you? I mean, yeah, yes. Pokemon Go came out in 2016. Okay, fair. No, I don't still play it because it got boring because Mm. I couldn't battle other people or trade with other people at all. And you still can't. Hold on. I found a thing. You can only trade with registered friends and you have to be physically close to the other person to trade. Garbage. So much garbage. The Pokemon on the DS, you can do what's called a mystery trade. Well, you can send a random person, like any Pokemon that you have, and they will send the same thing back. You can send them a level two Caterpie yep. and get back whatever they said. Yeah, my kids have done this. So I, I, why restrict Pokemon goes to like only people who near you that you have on your friends list? Because it's Nintendo. Uh, yeah, so apparently they did this in late July. So I'm not like way out of date, but I'm pretty out of date. Uh, one, six of the, one of the things here. Well, no, six months, five months. Will I be able to check my friend's Pokemon's combat stats before agreeing to trade mine for it? The funny thing is that Pokemon stats are scrambled once it's evolved into trade. Depending <laughs> on the level of friendship you have with the person you're trading with, the stats are tweaked to be more or less or around the same as they originally were. Wow. What? That is garbage. That is so garbage. Certain Pokemon can only be traded at higher friendship level. Why? <laughs> Oh my god, that is so BS. Yes, Jimmy, I know that you're six and you really want Sarah's Clefairy, but you're you're not not good enough friends. friends. (laughs) No, you only go to school with her and see her five times a day, but it's not good enough friends. Nope. You gotta gotta go do some gym badges together. That's incredible. Nintendo, you're the worst in some ways. Hmm... Another just real quick world news. I just want to talk about this for a second. Okay. Russia's making some noise over in Ukraine again. Ah, uh, yes. Like captured some warships and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I just like I remember five years ago we did this. Russia went over and took a piece of Ukraine, and the world looked at that and said, "Is this worth going to war with Russia over?" And they collectively said, "No." And everybody went back to what they were doing. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm sorry, like, Ukraine, we're real sorry about this. We're sorry that Russia's bullying you around and they want to take your land, but nothing is ever going to happen about this. Mm. Sorry, Bly. We love you, but... Yeah. Not enough to fight for you. Not enough. I mean, if Russia really starts making some imperialistic threats and starting to really start looking to conquer other countries, then sure, maybe then we'll be willing to get into a freaking world war with Russia. But just for Ukraine, probably not. So it's unfortunate, but yeah, it is. It really is. Like I really feel bad for the country and the people in there. But it's Russia, man. They have a bajillion people and nukes. Actually, I remember seeing a 
bits and pieces about the Crimea thing when it happened years ago. Mm-hmm. And it was basically something like 95% of Crimea's energy and food needs were like imported to that area. So Russia like taking it would actually be a net drain for them. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's national pride is all it is, really. Yeah, yeah. Because then Putin got to like mint a coin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> with, his, with, his, with Crimea on one side and his face on the other. Yep, sounds about right. That's all it takes, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole problem with the UN and the Security Council in general is any of the, the huge major world powers, if they want to do something, like, no one's going to stop them until they really, really start to threaten world peace. Yeah. Even with Hitler, yeah. he takes Poland and everyone's like, well, <laughs> it's, it's just, it's Poland. Come on. I mean, Poland, we like you, but, uh, but... maybe you shouldn't have been next to Germany. Yeah. Then it was only when they started rolling into other countries after that that they were like, all right, this is serious business. Fine. World War it is. Yeah. And even then, America was like, you know what? We'll pass. Yeah. It's way, it's way across the ocean. It doesn't affect us at all. They don't have any allies near, like, Hawaii or anything. Like, they can't even get to mainland U.S., let alone our territories and yep. stuff. No, I really, I think there were military, like, analysis studies done that said nobody was capable of striking Hawaii. <laughs> we yeah. were dumb. Then. Yep. Then they poked the bear, and then America got involved, and that's it. That's our. That's it for world events. You ready for? You ready for a sports minute? Uh, always. What? You just sound I, so sad. Uh, yeah, uh, I get. I mean, I guess we could do sports. Uh, <sighs> do you know Strong Sad from Homestar Runner? No. Is a character that is consistently just sad and depressed a lot. You sounded like okay. strong sad when you said that, so that's all. Okay, fair enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, you, you ready? Yeah. All right, three, two, one, go. It was the Holy War on Saturday. Well, last Saturday for you guys. Once again, Utah beat BYU for the uh, ninth or tenth, tenth time in a row. I lost track a while ago. But this time was different because BYU was up 20 to 0 at halftime, and I was watching it with my brothers, and we were very, very happy about that. The defense looked good, the offense looked good, but it was not to be. We got outscored 25 to 7 in the second half and lost 35 to 27. It was excruciating. I, I, I honestly would have preferred that Utah just came in and just laid the smack down, right? Open up with a 20-point lead, and then just keep pouring it on, and I would have been like, okay, Utah's clearly the better team. But BYU teased us by saying, hey, maybe we can win this time. And they got our hopes up and then dashed them most expertly. Bravo, good sir. Zach Wilson is still Stop. a good quarterback, but otherwise, eh, I'm very sad today. You're very sad. Very sad. Sports ball. You know what's interesting about uh, the comparison for me between esports and sports ball is I love both. Okay, yeah. But but it's almost like for StarCraft, I just root for Zerg. I don't have a particular player that I'm like, I just die when they lose. Right. Whereas in sports ball, I have teams. Mm. And okay. it's not, I mean, it's it's really a big difference between StarCraft and other sports ball is there's no such thing as like Protoss, Zerg. There's no races within basketball or within football. So there's no subcontext, like a subgroup that you can identify with. 
in like so with starcraft if you like identify as a zerg yeah no matter who's playing you always have someone to root for but in sports ball if byu isn't playing you don't care yeah well i care it's fun to watch but i don't have like a vested interest right yeah okay yep i never actually realized that until now so i'll have Hmm. to investigate that some more maybe talk about it some other time I, i i still keep thinking Cyril's gonna leave leave yeah, that's what every great Zerg does. They come in, they win a few oh. championships, and then they leave. Yeah, no, you're right. You are not wrong. Like, the greatest Zergs in StarCraft history all have some level of they got banned forever, or they disappeared off the face of the planet, or they never won a major again. Like, it's the <laughs> weirdest, weirdest thing. You don't have the lifers. You don't have the lifers that Terran and Protoss do, where they just, you got a decade straight of a... Uh, of Flash and Jade, of Flash and Bisu and Jadong's probably your best bet, honestly, and he's a Brood War player mm. as just being a long-term, incredible, elite, always great, always around Zerg. But as far as StarCraft Two goes, you're right; it's just been one Zerg hero disappearing after another. Yeah, I mean, people still consider Life to be a top five StarCraft Two Zerg player, and he has. He got banned from StarCraft competitively years ago at this point. Anyway, I mean, it would be pretty amazing if, like, the first consistent Zerg, just strong, strong Zerg player for a decade is a foreigner. That would be really interesting. And then he leaves. Yeah. Go run. Hey. Go runs a fruit stand with Fruit Dealer. <laughs> fruit Dealer. Oh, Fruit Dealer. I love you so much. I miss you. I hope you're okay. All right. On that sad note. <laughs> I think that's going to be it. Unless there's anything else you want to cover. No, I think that's it. All right. Thanks for listening to the podcast, everybody. There's a nice Patreon link in the show notes. Feel free to support the pod if you listen to it every week. If it helps you get through your commute, your hour-long commute that you hate, listening to us makes it better, then, you know, feel free to throw us a couple pennies here and there. You can also find merch in the show notes. There's mugs and hoodies, and Summicron has ideas for further designs of stuff mm. that you can buy. So watch out for that in the future. Yeah, there might be something coming. Yeah, there could be. And yeah, that's about it. It's going to be it from us. Until next time, as always, thank you so much for listening and spending time with us, and you take care of yourself.